I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspective. Well, hello there, Madigan. Hello. I mean, what a difference between recording the full length first and then getting to the mini with just our level of uh, alertness in our voices. You all will hear this one first, but we did record our full length that's coming out on Monday first this week, which we don't usually do um, because we had a really tough day today Mm -hmm. and we were just both not in a good mental headspace to be talking about more political drama um, that's happening in our world. Yeah, we needed the palate cleanser to kind of like you know, talk about other things a little bit before we got back to reality. And I think that was probably the best decision for us to make tonight. I'm glad that that worked. Okay, good. I think there would have been tears in the mini otherwise. Yes. Like, oh, certainly. I could barely speak without crying by the time I got to you. So I was like, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be another like Madigan breakdown mini episode. Jesus Christ. Well, should we talk about impeachment round two? Uh, yes. So yeah. that is, those are all of my notes for this week. Okay, and that's I got totally fine. Most of my notes from the New York Times. Um, I also got some of them from NPR uh, and CNN. I'm, I was going to say, I'm CNN. Yes. That's my, that's my number one news source and my Apple News app on my phone are <laughs> usually the two that I use the most because it's the most convenient for me. Yes, so, and we're always getting updates from Apple News. Oh, I know. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Donald Trump made history this week as being the... Congrats to him. 
<laughs> the first leader in U.S. history to be impeached twice by the House. Congratulations, sir. Yes. Wah, 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 wah. Wah, 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 wah. So despite the fact that Trump basically tried to kill Pence by sending mm-hmm. his hang Pence chanting supporters after him last Wednesday, uh, yeah, um, Pence refused to enact the 25th Amendment to remove Trump. And of course, oh. Trump refused to resign. So it kind yeah. of left Nancy Pelosi in a position where she was like, well, you've left us no choice but to try and impeach you. Um, and yeah. to be honest, in my opinion, I feel like they waited too long. Like They felt like those parents that were like, now you, you better stop, Don- yes. Donald. Donald, Donald, you better you stop, stop or we're going to impeach you. And they let that go on for like a week. Yes, yes. I mean... None of this was handled the way that it should have been. It ne- none of this should have ever gotten to the point that it did last week. Like, all of this is so absolutely absurd, but we've all seen this coming. So, yes, we should have, he should have been impeached the first time. We should have gotten this man out of office so long ago. And I know that for a lot of people that maybe aren't as familiar with this process, not saying that I am a genius on impeachment trials or anything at all, but I know a lot of people are feeling kind of frustrated because it's like, Well, Biden's inaugurated in, you know, for us today, five days, four days for you all tomorrow. But, um, you know, so what's the point? Why are we impeaching him? Well, there are a lot of really good reasons to still impeach Donald Trump. And you can still do that after he is no longer in office. That is called a late impeachment. Um, You know, Republicans right now are trying to use a lot of excuses like there's not enough time. Well, I mean, that's just not true because you've got Amy Coney Barrett in there like, before RBG's body right. was cold. I mean, and like, Chuck Schumer did say, like, he did say when he was opposing, um, pushing Amy Coney Barrett through, he was like, you uh-huh. guys are basically opening Pandora's box. Like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but they were like, if you do this, if you, after you made this big stink about not allowing Obama to choose a Supreme Court justice because you yep. thought he was, quote, a lame duck president, and now you are basically just forcing Amy Coney Barrett through like if you do this 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 hypocrisy um you are basically saying that anything goes like anything goes you you can't really argue that like there's no reason to do this because Trump doesn't leave office for two weeks and also I mean it's just wild like I can't even get into how bonkers it is that People are talking about like unity and everything else right now because it's no. like if fuck that shit. If if the president cannot be impeached for inciting a armed insurrection that undermines our nation's democracy at our uh-huh. nation's capital with our nation's leaders and lawmakers in the building, yeah, then what can he be impeached for? What does I, it exist exactly? For? Exactly? Like, yeah. Yeah, then why why does it exist exactly? So if he were to get this late impeachment, it actually would be really beneficial to us because he wouldn't be able to run for any public office ever again. He would lose his six-figure pension, and he would also have no secret service, which... Good luck. Right, right. <laughs> so there are a lot of taxpayer benefits that ex-presidents get. So should he be impeached by um, a Senate trial, which we can discuss uh, in a moment, yeah. he would lose the $200,000 a year stipend that presidents get. They also get a $1 million travel budget per year. Um, 
there's also subsidies to finance his office and staff, Secret Service, etc. Um, there's also a pension for the spouse of the president. So first ladies also get a pension. And um, again, he would not be able to run for public office. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about the impeachment itself. Right. So the House adopted a single article of impeachment and they ended up voting three. Uh, they ended up voting 232 to 197 to charge him with inciting violence against the government of the United States and mm-hmm. requesting his immediate removal from office. Um, there were 10 Republicans who ended up joining Democrats in voting to impeach. Only we 10. I mean, we'd love to I see it, but only 10, which is is wild. So, Astronaut. I mean, crazy after what happened last week. After what happened. People are still digging their heels into everything. It's crazy. Yes, it it really, of. it really, really is. So representatives, Liz Cheney of Wyoming, who is um, the party's number three leader in the House and actually part of like a political dynasty. Her dad was someone um, and it is a big, big deal. So she um, she voted to impeach Jamie Good. Herrera Butler or Butler. I'm not sure how you pronounce her name um, of Washington. John Katko of New York. Adam Kinzinger of Illinois. Fred Upton of Michigan. Dan Newhouse of Washington. Peter Mayer of Michigan. Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio. David Velado of California and Tom Rice of South Carolina. So I want to go ahead and name them by name um, yeah. because history, even though they didn't do the right thing the first go around, history yeah. will remember that they did the right thing this go around. Um, exactly. For the second impeachment. Yes. So now moving forward, we need to have the Senate trial. So kind of the same situation as we had last time, where it's the actual trial portion of everything. And for a conviction, it requires two thirds of the senators present to um, to go through with the conviction. Sorry, I have Dorothy on my lap and she is repositioning right now. Um, so if all the senators are present, that would be 67 senators, but assuming John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock are seated, that means 17 Republicans are needed for a conviction and so on and so forth. It's like the most confusing word problem ever. Um, so right. if so, once it hits that trial marker, and that's kind of what Pelosi and Mitch McConnell are um, are discussing right now. It seems like the earliest that it would begin, they're saying tentatively, Mitch McConnell is saying like January 19th at like the very earliest would be when the trial starts. Yes, but that is actually unlikely because yeah. he, he did say um, before that he is not going to call the Senate together until after the inauguration. Yeah, um, he There's also a, they're really busy with getting ready for Biden to be coming in as well. You know, Biden right. has a lot of plans for his first hundred days mm-hmm. and all of that. So there's a lot going on where we can't they can't just dedicate their time to the impeachment trial. Right. Yeah. Um, Mitch McConnell did say uh, that or people sources close to him said that he is pleased that they are moving to impeach him, but he would not say publicly whether or not he would vote in favor or against during a Senate trial. Right. But what I'm hearing is most likely to happen. So it's going to move into the Senate. It can either move into the Senate um, before or after Ossoff and Warnock become yes. senators. If that's the case, 
if it, if it happens afterwards, after the inauguration, it is more than likely that they will have the two-thirds majority to yes. convict him. Yes. So what I'm assuming is going to happen is that they are just going to wait. <laughs> I think that they're going to wait yeah. until the Democrats have, have um, the Senate. Yeah. And at that point, I do believe that he will be convicted post his presidency. I really, I am going to have a, a very big... I'm going to have some serious trust issues if he doesn't like some serious trust issues with our government if he does not get convicted, because what we saw last week was absolutely despicable. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, you know, I I don't really have a lot of faith. I mean, I'm reading these articles that are telling me that it's most likely that this article is going to be withheld until after the change of control. Right. Well, Um, yeah. And I think that that on both sides, I think that makes the most sense. I don't think it really is going to benefit us in any way to try to rush it if we can still do it after Biden is inaugurated. Right, especially since Mitch McConnell seems at worst indifferent um, about this outcome, if not secretly wanting Trump to um, be impeached. So I do think that they are going to wait. Um, But as far as having any faith, I mean, I don't have any faith. I mean, you see these Congress people who were who were put in um, on lockdown, essentially, because there were armed insurrectionists in the building. And then that same day went back to work and 150 of them still decided to um, to to fight the results of the election. Yeah, it's it's, crazy. So it's just I don't I don't hope, really have a lot of faith. Hope and faith is minimal, but also if there is any other outcome, what what do we do? Like I don't where, know. like there 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 cannot be any other outcome. So that for me, I can't even think about it yet because it it does. No other outcome makes any fucking sense to me. Right. I don't know and how we would move forward from that. I, I really don't, don't think there will be another outcome. I do yeah. think that he um, will be impeached, fully impeached through a Senate trial, and he will lose all of his ex-president benefits. Um, I also read that even if he isn't, um, there is still a way possibly for Congress to strip him of his benefits. So he wouldn't have gotten the full impeachment, even if he is acquitted um, by the Senate. There is still Uh a way for them to strip him of his ex-president benefits so he wouldn't he would have been impeached and then acquitted twice but he wouldn't receive all of the benefits which he absolutely doesn't deserve does not deserve um but we also know i mean i i said all that stuff about like can you believe that 150 congress people still voted whatever but they're actually finding more and more information that some of these congress people were in on this insurrection. I mean, there were panic buttons ripped out of like Ayanna Presley's office uh-huh. and things like that. And there oh. were signs that they were, ta- they were giving people who then came and stormed the Capitol later tours the day before uh-huh. some of these Congress people. So um, you can't trust them anyway. Yeah. And this, and that kind of leads me into my next topic of conversation uh, is the GOP being so pissed that there are now metal detectors in the Capitol. I wonder which- why. I know. But like, this is the thing that stood out to me first when I was like hearing about this on the news is like, 
you motherfuckers put metal detectors in schools so many years ago because you won't put stricter gun laws out there into the world. So like Max was saying to me that, you know, in seventh grade and junior high, they put metal detectors up. They had to wear like clear backpacks and you had to go through that every day. And it was a part of a, a child's everyday life. And they accept it. They go through it. They know it's there for their safety. Yet we have these leaders of our country who are making our laws for us, who are acting like fucking children because they have to walk through a metal detector. Right, so well, I, yeah, I mean, you have people, I think it was Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's a new U.S. representative. I believe it's her. She's also a QAnon supporter. Yeah. Um, like, fully out believes in Wait, QAnon. Wait, which, which one is she? Marjorie Taylor Greene, I think. I think uh, she's yeah, from yeah. Georgia. I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. 100%, so there, there's, which should scare you, because that means that there's a couple of them. But there yeah, are a yeah, couple, yeah. like, well, Q supporters. There's uh, Gomert, Bobert, Gomert and Bobert. Taylor, Stivers, Bouchon, Davis, Steve Womack, and Debbie, Debbie Lesko are like known people right now that are like very openly against it. Um, which one was it? Uh, oh, yeah. Reportedly, Senator Davis yelled at a checkpoint. You are creating a problem you do not understand the ramifications of, which I'm like, that sounds like a threat, oh, sir. Oh, yes. It's Lauren Boebert. She's the one who, yes. uh, she's also a QAnoner. She also tweeted um, while they were on lockdown where Nancy Pelosi was during <gasps> the during the insurrection. So a lot of people are pointing to her and saying like, were you in on this? Were you helping? Were you helping them? Um, But she was one who was like, I'm going to take my gun onto the floor and refuse to like, she had to walk through the metal detectors, but her purse didn't go through the metal detectors and she refused to allow it to be searched. Yeah. Um, Which is so like, I was watching that on the news after it happened and I was like, that is the most suspicious thing you can do in that circumstance. Like, nope, you can't go through my purse. Well, because now we have to go through your purse. She openly said on Twitter, that she was going to bring her gun to the Congress floor because it's her right. It's her Second Amendment right. And so she said said openly she was going to do that. And so that's why, to me, I'm just like, what do you mean you can't check her bag? Because they didn't. They didn't check her purse. They just like let her let in her through? Um, it's and ridiculous it is ridiculous that's I'm like, so fucking privileged that I can't so go to privileged. a concert I mean well no one can go to concerts right now yeah, but like yeah, yeah. in the before times we couldn't go to concerts without having our purses checked like yes. what are you talking this is, about this is a normal 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 part of life and especially after the violent horrible occurrences of last week you're really this is the cross you're gonna die on really uh lesko tweeted these new provisions include searches and being wanted like criminals we now live in pelosi's communist america oh my fucking god yeah, i'm so, so sick of these people like yeah. i can't deal yeah, Pelosi commented on that saying, how many Republican leaders have disrespected our heroes by verbally abusing them and refusing to adhere to basic precautions keeping members of our congressional community, including Capitol Police, safe? Oh my God, I watched an interview on CNN right before we recorded with um, a cop that was in the Capitol who was talking about how one of the guys came up to him saying, let's kill him with his own gun. Like, just horrifying shit. Like, why would you want the possibility for this to even happen. So Pelosi said that lawmakers who attempt to evade security will be fined $5,000 on the first offense and $10,000 on the second offense. So 
hopefully Good. that we have is... to come down hard. We can't just keep like. Uh, uh, the, why well, Because yeah, the blood is on their hands. The blood I, is on their hands, so they need to be punished in some way, shape, or form, especially if they're not going to adhere to these like very basic protocols. There's you know? no reason to be trying to continue to compromise. It doesn't make sense. Again, yeah. we don't need to be meeting them in the middle about whether or not after an armed insurrection on our capital... Did we meet Hitler be, in the middle? Uh, it's... Uh, uh, it's maddening. It's maddening that we should, that anyone should be calling for unity or compromise right now. It's like, no, you put them down. You put them down hard. And any person who would disagree with this on the right is a traitor. Because why yep. would you? Exactly. Like, it doesn't make sense. So, um, I don't know. I'm really scared and nervous and anxious about where our country is headed. Hesitant to say this on the podcast, but my brother texted me some things that my dad is saying. Oh, and God. he's gone full QAnon, like doesn't even oh, make any dad. sense. Like like Da Vinci Code looking for looking for codes, looking for secret oh, messages and signals. Like, Dad, get out of the house. It's horrifying. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. It is. It is so it's so hard to see people that we love or even just people that, you know, how we believed American people to be and seeing this brainwashing take its effect is it's scary and it's sad at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like I have I have sympathy for these people because I know that they have been so led astray and I just want them to wake up and to see that none of these things that they're thinking are real are real. Um but also very scared and very you mad know, because of the danger that they're bringing well, yeah. us. I mean, I always wondered what family members of people who are in a cult, like what that feels like. Yeah. And I know what that feels like now because I'm like, there is, it's, it's, you're completely helpless. Like, yeah, there is you nothing. can't say anything. The one thing that I, because of my interest in cults and, you know, just research and things like that with psychological deprogramming, I know that the most important thing is to support them and to be there for them when they wake up. Because everybody has their time. And, you know, I think I'm really hoping that once this really, really, really hot time period starts to move on, hopefully once Biden comes in, I'm really hoping that we start to see more and more people wake up. You know, I've been seeing people posting text messages of family members reaching out to them, apologizing and realizing what they were supporting. And I think that, you know, we have to have that level of sympathy for them to let them go on their own journey to realizing, um, you know, the damage that, you know, they've done to the country, even just by believing this stuff. Um, but then I think with the people who have taken it to that very violent and extreme level physically, such as the demonstrations we've seen at the Capitol and so on, that to me is just plain scary. And I have less sympathy for those people that actually take those ideas and put them into yeah. action is scary. Yeah, I, I unfortunately don't think we've seen. I don't even think necessarily we've seen the worst of it i'm I think very it i'm very nervous about the inauguration i know that there's a lot of national guard but i am scared yeah I, and i don't even know if it will be the inauguration like 
but the the thing is, Trump isn't letting go of his base. He's not letting yeah. go of this cult that he's created. And Don Jr. is absolutely setting himself up as much as possible to be the heir apparent of this. Um, so yep. once once Donald is gone, there's not enough cocaine in the world to get Don Jr. through a presidency. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll necessarily run for president, but I mean, I think others could. I think Matt Gates could. I think Ivanka. Um, Ivanka could. I think, um, you know, uh, Tucker Carlson could. And I think oh, all of God. these people are. I, 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 people are talking about that. Oh. And I think that all of these people are more capable because they're less stupid than Donald Trump is. And that yeah, and, and there's everybody. the base and there's the base behind it. Oh, God. OK, we need to change the subject because that's anyway. scaring me too much. We got a first period story. I think like two people listen to our episodes all the way through to hear us when we ask for these things. So a lovely listener sent us theirs. Um, I don't see on here whether or not they're OK with saying the name. So I'm not going to. But here we go. I got my first period literally on January 1st, the year after I turned 13. My mom, who worked in childcare, rarely got sick, but when she did get sick, she was down and out for like 10 days. This was one of those times. I was playing on the computer and went to the bathroom and saw there was blood when I wiped. I genuinely thought I was going to die. I think this is a common thing, like when girls don't really know what's going on and they see blood. Again, this is why period education is so important. Yeah. Like, we have to, like, luckily, thank God, I knew what a period was. And I, I knew right away, like, that's what this is. Yes. But yeah, of course, if you don't know and you're, you're just bleeding profusely. Yeah. So she goes on to say, the same thing happened again for the next five days. Oh, Weird, my right? God. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for her that her mom was like not available to help it her says, through this. I had a small thought that it was my period, but my mom never really talked to me about it. I didn't want to make my mom get up because she was so sick and there was no way I was telling my dad about it because I thought he'd get mad. He gets mad about dumb things like that. I waited until the next month to tell anyone just to make sure it was actually my period. The rest of January goes by and the first day of February, I break two of my toes. That night, after going to the ER because I couldn't walk, I got my period again. And since my mom wasn't sick anymore, I told her about it. I told her it was my first time I had gotten it. I think she still thinks that was my first period. LOL. Oh my God, that's <laughs> terrible though. Having to I go know. through it by yourself. For Five days she just keeps because like it's not as I mean for most people I think it's not as heavy so like yeah if you're just wiping and seeing a little bit of blood I'd be like yeah I'm for sure dying now oh my god <laughs> this is the well, end days for, thanks for sending that in I love that yes. we can all commiserate about how terrible it was for us all oh I know same and do we need some commiserating now more than ever and I'm really glad that we had that to share I had it last week and totally forgot but I think it was perfect that we share it at the end of the episode this week to kind of give ourselves a bit of a palate cleanser after being scared that the world's gonna end totally oh boy 
month, the countdown to our Ask Me Anything episode is getting closer and closer. Our deadline for your questions are January 18th. So please go ahead and send us in any questions that you so please before that time. You can go ahead and email us those at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. Direct message us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You could even message us on Facebook. You can also get us on Facebook in the business and group page. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts as well. We have a Twitter that we sometimes use at Yamp Podcast. Y. A. N. F podcast and last but not least if you don't already go ahead and listen to us on radio public it's a free way for you to listen and it helps us just a little bit and i was totally right i told max before we started recording this episode i was like we went so long on the full-length episode that i have a feeling we're not even going to go a half an hour on the mini yeah that makes sense i mean i'm super tired i'm exhausted i feel like we've been doing this for like five hours somehow I mean I've enjoyed every second but same but I could go to sleep immediately yes I love y'all enough that I am missing the U.S. figure skating lady short program so I think I might try to make myself stay awake for like another hour so I can watch it because I really want to see it I'm so excited all right so that's all we have for you today with all of that being said we encourage you to to rage rage on. on Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.